We're continuing our series on 1 Peter this evening, and we'll be reading 1 Peter chapter 3 from verse 8 to 18 tonight. You're welcome to follow along with the Bibles and the pews, and the text will also be on the screen. This is God's word for us gathered here tonight. Finally, all of you, live in harmony with one another. Be sympathetic. Love as brothers. Be compassionate and humble. Do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult, but with blessing, because to this you were called so that you may inherit a blessing. For whoever would love life and see good days must keep his tongue from evil and his lips from deceitful speech. He must turn from evil and do good. He must seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are attentive to their prayer, but the face of the Lord is against those who do evil." Who is going to harm you if you are eager to do good? But even if you should suffer for what is right, you are blessed. Do not fear what they fear. Do not be frightened. But in your hearts, set apart Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect, keeping a clear conscience so that those who speak maliciously against your good behavior in Christ may be ashamed of their slander. It is better if it is God's will to suffer for doing good than for doing evil. For Christ died for sins once for all, the righteous for the unrighteous, to bring you to God. He was put to death in the body, but made alive by the Spirit. My message for tonight is going to be the working out of one sentence that I'm going to give you phrase by phrase as we go through the meditation tonight. And the first part of that sentence is repay evil with good. Repay evil with good. Shel Silverstein has this classic poem called Smart, and I'm going to give you that poem. I'm not going to read it. I'm going to give it to you as a story this evening. And a boy, we're going to call him Ryan. I'll tell you why later, but we're going to call him Ryan even though the poem doesn't. Well, Ryan's dad gives him a dollar bill because he's his father's smartest son. And Ryan goes out, and he has a friend who says, oh, you've got a dollar bill, huh? I've got two shiny quarters. You want to trade me? And Ryan goes, yeah, the dollar bill's kind of boring. I'll take the two quarters. So he takes the two quarters for the dollar bill, and then he goes on his way, and he meets his friend Lou, and his friend Lou offers to trade him three dimes for those two quarters. And Ryan takes the deal because three is more than two. And then Ryan keeps going on his way, and he meets blind old Bates, and blind old Bates offers him four nickels in exchange for his three dimes. And Ryan says, yeah, four is more than three. And so he makes that trade. And then he goes down to the feed store, and he talks to Hiram, who works there, and and Hiram offers him five shiny pennies in exchange for his four nickels. And Ryan says, yeah, five is more than four. And then he takes his five pennies home and he shows his father how he turned that one dull dollar bill into five shiny pennies in just one brief afternoon. And his father goes red in his cheeks and closes his eyes and shakes his head, too proud of his son to even speak, says the poem. Now, 1 Peter 3 sounds like it's telling us to be as, as foolish as Ryan. The text tells us to repay evil with blessing. It tells us to accept evil and to give good back. And it tells us that even if we suffer for doing good, 
we're still blessed. Verse 13 asks, who would want to harm us if we're eager to do good? And, and I don't know about you, but in my life experience, plenty of people will be happy to take advantage of you even if you are eager to do good. First Peter tells us to receive evil and give back good. And that doesn't sound very economical, does it? It sounds like we're giving away dollars and we're getting just pennies back. But there's a reason that First Peter tells us to make that exchange. There's a particular reason that Peter wants us to repay evil with good. And that brings us to the second phrase in our main sentence for tonight. Repay evil with good as a witness to the hope that we have. Verse 15 tells us to, in our hearts, set apart Christ as Lord. And then it goes on, always be prepared. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. The reason that First Peter tells us to repay evil with good is so that we can be witnesses to Jesus Christ. When we accept evil from others and we give good back to them, that speaks volumes to the people around us. Sacrifice. Sacrifice always speaks loudly. When following Jesus, when being his people costs us something, that is remarkable. And that is memorable to the people around us. And as we think about this exchange of evil for good, we, we need to ask ourselves, what kind, of, what kind of economy are we working in? What kind of game are we playing? You see, in life, there's more than one kind of currency. Let's, let's go back to that story that we started with, and let's think about Ryan's story a little bit differently. This isn't where the original poem goes, but we'll go there. What if Ryan isn't trying to make money? What if Ryan isn't trying to build up financial capital, but instead he's trying to build up social capital? So he meets his friend Lou, and he knows Lou is really close to being able to afford a new toy that he's been saving up for, but he's not quite there yet. So Ryan gives a little bit more than he gets, and Lou can go buy that toy, and now Ryan has a right to play with that toy too. And when Ryan meets blind old Bates, well, maybe blind old Bates needs a lot of help, but he's never going to accept charity. But if you can make him think that he tricked you, then he'll accept a gift from you. So maybe Ryan might be practicing underhanded charity in that little exchange. And Hiram down at the feed store, well, maybe if you're on his good side, he, he gives you a free candy bar every now and then. So trading off a couple nickels today could pay off in a couple candy bars tomorrow. Maybe Ryan is investing one type of capital in order to develop, in order to build up another. And if we think about it that way, this doesn't necessarily need to be a game that has only one winner. Ryan's investment may actually help everybody. He ends up short some cash, but, but if he's improved relationships, if he's improved people's well-being, if he's, if he's paved the way for a better tomorrow for everybody... Maybe everybody wins. As followers of Jesus Christ, we are working in a spiritual economy. 
And 1 Peter is calling us to pay a price in certain areas in order to invest in others. We may suffer for doing good. In fact, if we never pay a price for being a believer, then we have to ask how deep our faith, how deep our Christian life really goes. We may need to absorb evil and to give out good and do it over and over and over again. But the goal of the Christian life is not that we have easy, pleasant lives. The goal of the Christian life is that we witness to Jesus Christ and that we grow closer to Him. And honestly, if it costs us some money, some inconvenience, some time, but we're able to draw someone else closer to Jesus Christ, could that cost be worth it? If we have to lose a bit, if we look foolish in the eyes of our neighbors, but we draw someone closer to Christ, could that be worth it? Could it? When we truly believe in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, then we see that, yes, that exchange is worth it. And when we really live into the Christian life, even when we have to make sacrifices, we find that the Lord equips us to do so. And we find that the Lord gives us more than we give away. And that brings us to our last phrase in that sentence for tonight. We're called to repay evil with good as a witness to the hope that we have because of Christ. Because of Christ. Verse 18 is probably the most important verse in our reading for tonight. We're called to repay evil with good. And we're called to do this because Christ died for our sins once and for all. The righteous for the unrighteous to bring you to God. Because of Christ's work on our behalf, and only because of Christ's work on our behalf, we have the spiritual resources that we need even to suffer, even to accept evil, even to undergo harm in order to pay back good and to move people closer to Jesus. Because Jesus' work moves us from death to life, because Jesus pays for our sins, because he brings us back to God, we can afford we can afford to pay back good for evil. Because Christ loves us, we can love other people sacrificially. Because Christ has blessed us, we can be a blessing even to those who seek to harm us. Let's return to Ryan's story, and let's, let's tell it a different way again this time. Ryan's dad is a fabulously wealthy man, fabulously wealthy. Ryan has a trust fund. He has a guaranteed inheritance. He is set for life. And Ryan's dad is one of those really generous, wealthy people who uses his wealth to build up the good of everyone around him. He wants to give away as much as he can. He looks for opportunities to practice generosity, and he wants his whole family to do that same thing. So he gives Ryan this dollar, and he tells his son, go out and help people with this dollar. But do it in a way that builds them up. Do it in a way that, that isn't obvious, that doesn't necessarily bring credit back to you. And so Ryan does that. He goes out and he turns that cash into social capital. He makes the world a better place. He helps his, his friend Lou buy a basketball so all the kids in the neighborhood can play a game together. 
He has a meal with blind old baits and picks up the tab so that this, this lonely old man has company and a meal. He overpays Hiram a little bit so that the shopkeeper feels a little more enclosed in the fabric of the community. Ryan goes out and he uses the resources his father has given him to make the whole world better and to make his own life better. And Ryan's father is pleased with him because Ryan is growing up to be like his old man. Now, I chose the name Ryan there. I named that unnamed kid Ryan because Ryan means little prince. Little prince. Little son of the king. And our heavenly father, the king of the universe, he calls all of us to be like Ryan. To be his little sons and daughters, his little princes and princesses. And in Christ, we have an inheritance that is beyond what we can even picture today. We are taken care of for eternity. In Jesus Christ, we have everything that we need. Through His Son and His Spirit, God has provided for us completely. And because we have everything that we need for eternity in this life, we are able to be generous with others. Because we have the whole inheritance that Christ gives us, we can let things go. We can take on suffering and evil and give good back because because if you've got a million dollars, you can let a dollar go. And in Jesus Christ, we have everything that we ever need. Because of Jesus, we as believers can repay evil with good. And in doing that, we can draw other people closer to our Heavenly Father. Christ has given us new life, and He invites us to be His people, spreading that new life to others. May we all be blessed to grow in Christ and to be His witnesses in this world. Let's pray. Father, we, we want to live by Your Word. But this is hard and it's challenging. And often it seems like if we really live the lives that you call us to live, that, that we'll look stupid and foolish and naive to the world around us. Often it seems like the life that you call us to live is more than we can afford. And so, Father, we ask that you help us to really know the inheritance that we have in Jesus Christ. Father, help us to really deeply experience the reality of the great gifts that you give us. Help us to be deeply rooted in your word, in your spirit. And we ask that you give us the courage, the faith, the integrity, the strength that we need to live as your children and your witnesses. Just as you have been generous to us, help us to be generous to those around us. And we pray all of this in in our Savior, in our hope, Jesus Christ. Amen.